Welcome to the Agoracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you, and make sure to follow our Welcome podcast. to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Agoracom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put on important news. Guys, if you're a believer in the future of electric vehicles, clean energy, and more importantly, the demand that's going to put for critical minerals out of Canadian small cap companies, then you're going to love this interview with Infinity Stone Ventures, trades in Canada under GEMS, GEMS. And for our friends in the U.S., GEMS with an F. With us is Zane Callian as a CEO. A uh, little bit about the company. They're collecting properties across all the critical minerals required for electric vehicle batteries and powering the planet via clean energy, uh, including lithium, graphite, nickel, the whole nine yards. Why are they doing that? As some of you should know, uh, by 2030, just the global demand for lithium alone is expected to surpass 2 million metric tons, more than doubling the demand forecast for 2025. And that's going even higher in 2035 because of all the jurisdictions in this world that have talked about clean energy, electric vehicles by 2035. Benchmark Minerals, what have they said? Because of that, we're going to need 300 new mines to meet that 2035 uh, battery demand. And let me tell you, GEMS has got it all, including, including lithium, graphite, copper, cobalt, manganese, nickel, and one of the presses we talked about today, gold. They intersected gold, uh, representing a new regional gold discovery at one of their graphite projects. So these guys can't help but keep hitting. Zane, welcome back, my friend. No, thanks for having me, George. That was uh, that was quite the intro. So we're pretty uh, we're pretty excited about 2023, and we've we've got a lot in the works. So um, it's a lot to do. But yeah, I think the we started off the year pretty strong. We uh, we got the results back on our Rockstone Graphite, and I think um, that was probably the initial kind of kind of indication for how we're going to set the tone for the rest of the year so we uh we got the results back from the drill holes um we're going to be publishing all the data soon um probably the most is calling it a new regional gold discovery because you didn't just hit some gold in george's backyard you must have some great numbers yeah so i guess people often say it's hard enough to hit gold when you're looking for it especially when you're drilling but we hit gold when we weren't even looking for it so and in the last uh the last meters of drilling too so we um yeah the lot one of the, at the end of one of our holes we uh we hit uh two meters across two meters we got one point seven uh, grams per ton um and in the last meter it was even higher than that it was just just below three grams per ton so I think we're pretty we're pretty happy with those numbers um it was kind of unfortunate we did end drilling in mineralization it wasn't we were obviously looking for graphite and the team that was in the field didn't actually see any visible gold in the in the core so um. Now the next steps are we're going to get back out in the field. We're going to uh, do a new program. We're probably going to do about another 700 meters of drilling on Rockstone here in very short order. Um, first thing is going to be uh, continuing to drill through that hole, um, extending the extending the hole, and um, we're going to keep drilling until we're out of we're through mineralization. So I think the the real opportunity there is if you look at a lot of other deposits in the area, VMS style deposits. You look at Hemlo. It, or sorry, discoveries, not deposit, deposits, discoveries. Uh, Hemlo is a, a, was a massive discovery in that area. Um, there's a lot of kind of similarities and indications. It's a similar kind of system. Um, and, and obviously this is very early days. We're not gonna, I'm not gonna make any promises here, but we just do see that um, there's great potential. And if we can continue to find mineralization when we drill there, as well as drilling um, a couple more holes 
um, adjacent to those, I think we're we're going to be pretty excited to to see what we get back. And the crazy part is Rockstone was acquired as this great graphite project. And, and that's well, still, still there, still, right? Still, still a great graphite project. It's still yeah. a great graphite. Very but high now, grade. how big of a surprise was it to see to get this, you know, great these great gold results? I think it, we were not expecting it. I think obviously that particular hole we were hoping for higher grade graphite, and then when we saw the gold, we were we were equally as happy. So I think it's uh, it, it'll be interesting to kind of see uh, how it develops. We we definitely want to get some more work done there and continue to drill. And the more results we get, we'll uh, we'll be able to keep the market updated and. Um, we're just going to keep pushing it forward. Um, alongside that, we're obviously starting to look at how we can spin some of the assets out. We put some money into the ground at the Zen Warbury, and we're uh, we're in the work. We're in the process of looking at uh, some JV um, or option optioning it out. So um, that'll be pretty exciting as well. Well, look, that's why you guys are amassing this this incredible portfolio of critical minerals, uh, critical critical minerals projects. And then you had Justin Judo, Canadian Prime Minister, come out on Monday, I think, and make a statement. He says, look, we got to strengthen the global electric vehicle supply chain. And I think we do it with the Canadian, with the Canadian, with Canadian resources. Now that's a departure, you know, on the one hand, he loves EV, but he's never liked mining and resources, takes stuff out of the ground. So what do you make of that? Is that just talk or is no, that like, real? I, 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 I think it's, it's a paradigm like shift. I, I think it's legit. And I think if you look at kind of all of the different pieces that are around EV, like the, all of the factories that are building, all the supply chain investment that's being done by private and public enterprise, you're looking at all the different things that the Canadian and the US government are doing, the, the Inflation Reduction Act, um, all of the, the critical mineral flow through uh, incentives that the government in Canada has provided. Um, if you look at the macroeconomic uh, climate today, high interest rates, high inflation, there's obviously we're obviously going into recession. I think that's pretty much a foregone conclusion for many people um, in the first half of 2023, at least. Um, no, and no other sectors are getting the same kind of love from government spending and no. private investment as these battery supply chain and anything related to energy transition, whether that be EVs or renewable energy. And if you look at all of those pieces, Canada is strategically positioned to be a leader in the in the in the production and provision of these critical minerals, especially when you look at everyone moving away from an Asian supply chain or a Chinese supply chain um, supplied by African minerals. Um, it's all going to be, we have all of the necessary pieces to be a, a key supporter, a key piece of the EV or energy transition. And, and, and that, not just by the way, just, you know, taking the minerals out of the ground and give, but the whole supply chain, right? Exactly. Where yeah. We have the manufacturing, manufacturing high tech, all of those pieces, right? Technology, manufacturing. Um, you see Nouveau Mons sign the deal with Tesla. Like all of those things are are just indication that this is going to continue to flow. We were, I was in Saudi Arabia last week at that Future Minerals conference, and there was a guy on the on the stage talking about the Nouveau Mons Tesla deal, um, and just how Canada is is really strategically positioned to be a leader in the space. And they're out there promoting that Saudi Arabia wants to be a leader in the space as well. So I think we're we're in a great spot. And I think with all of that said, like you're looking at industries that are going to be able to kind of bring North America out of this recession and how are you going to foster economic growth? And I think the governments, whether it be the Trudeau government or the U S government really do see that you're going to need to invest in, in future industry and future industry really is the energy transition. Um, and that could really help build completely new industry and com new jobs, bring new money into the, into the economy and help oh, grow, and grow us out of this recession coming out of 2023 into 2024.
And I want to talk about your strategy for a second, because I think a lot of us for a long decade, for the last 15 years, have known that, you know, nickel and lithium are going to be important. But a lot of people got in really early and they've been sitting around waiting, you know, because we have to wait for electric vehicle batteries, all that whole thing to catch up. You guys seem like, man, you hit it spot on. Like you, you've, you went through a massive acquisition period there and you're still doing it where you picked up all the project with the minerals that we talked about in the last 15 months. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you guys must be feeling great about you picked up these properties and you have to hold them for a long time and you're about to go into the super cycle. How well positioned are you guys? Well, I think we're very well positioned. I, as you said, I think it's not only that did we pick them up at the right time, but we also spent money. We invested in them immediately. We, we didn't wait. We didn't sit on them. We didn't, we were we were putting money in the ground the day the day we acquired them and I think that's what we're going to continue to do. Um, but you hit the nail on the head. We're we're going into this commodity super cycle. I think it's it's ideal timing. Like you're looking. I was reading the uh, the Sprott kind of ten things to look for going yeah, into 2023, and you see like the, even they're projecting a continued bull market in lithium. And I think a lot of people thought lithium is a little overheated and it probably needs to pull back. But if you really look at the numbers, like the raw data, like there's going to be a ton of stuff, a ton of lithium needed going to into the future. Like it really is the only technology battery technology that we have that's viable for at least for the next five to 10 years right now um, that's scalable. And I think that's really where how we're going to continue to grow. Right. Like that's if you people always talk about EV, forget EV, look at renewable energy as a, alone. Right. To batteries are critical for solar and wind power um, to make them feasible. Uh, so I think you're going to see 10 years from now, we're going to look back and say, okay, well, the lithium ion batteries were great for electric vehicles, but they're equally as good for, for energy storage. And on that list, copper was there. Um, I think uh, gold was there. Now you had gold. And I believe nickel was there. So, yeah. man, yeah. do you guys look at infinity right now and say three to five years from now, we may be one of these super companies because we've got a fantastic projects, all JVable, all partnershipable, and uh, I mean, you guys yeah, like are, I, I, I think a lot, most people even understand. Yeah, I think a lot of investors, right? They don't maybe they don't want to invest in six companies that are uh, right individually and try and do all the research and figure out all, all these projects and and get all this diversified exposure to battery metals. The way that we see it is okay. You invest in Infinity Stone, you're going to have the opportunity as we JV these projects out to be able to get exposure to. Yeah new entities, right? You're going to be a shareholder of infinity stones, but once we dividend out stock and future uh, JV opportunities or option out uh, deals, um, our intention is to dividend out those shares to the shareholders as well, right? So you're going to be able to get a share in this new entity and that'll give you exposure to all the, to that continued exposure to that asset. Um, and then we're going to continue to bring more assets into the company and spin them out. So it's kind of going to be this continued cycle where you're going to be able to continue to get at exposure to new battery metals projects as we bring them in and then spin them out. What kind of attention are you guys getting from the pool of companies that you would, I know you can't name anybody that the kind of companies that you would expect you'd want to partner with in the future or JV with, are you guys now on the radar of a lot of these companies saying, well, hey, I, I think this I think the market's just starting to heat up. I think obviously there's a lot more interest in the space. So you have a lot of people talking about it. Um, I think we're just starting to have those conversations with potential, with other public vehicles, other shells, people who would want to use the leverage, these assets and, and build in them and invest in them. And right. And that's great for us because we don't have to raise a bunch of money and then deposit and then deploy it and spend it on these projects. 
we've spent, we've already made initial investments, proven that they're worth further investment. Now we can go partner with other people who can then take them to the next level um, while still retaining upside and allowing shareholders to still retain upside. Is that why you guys went to Riyadh? That's a great segue into, you went to the, you mentioned just for a second earlier, but let's do, do a little deeper dive. You went to the Future Minerals Forum in Riyadh. Why'd you go there? Who was there? And what kind of early result? I know it's not the end all be all. It's your first time there, but you know what kind of result came out of that for you and the shareholders? Yeah, so it, it was a great conference. Very impressed with kind of the the obviously the organizing, but um, just the turnout and, and the overall sentiment. I think we're definitely in the right place at the right time. Robert Friedland was the uh, the keynote speaker, pounding the table on copper as he he often does, um, but just also pounding the table on how the energy revolution and the energy transition is going to need these critical minerals. And there's a massive opportunity for countries like Canada, but also countries like Saudi Arabia, where we're also exploring potential opportunities and projects um, to really be at the forefront of developing this. Um, Africa has always been uh, a very a big focus of, for Friedland over the past 35 years. And that's where he sees a lot of upside too. But I think we're, we're, and we're actively exploring there too. We're looking at projects in DRC, et cetera. Like these are very rich, mineral rich countries, um, very tough to operate in, in some respect, but at the same time, the upside and, and the value is there. So we're going to continue to broaden our horizons um, and continue to, to create shareholder value, which is really our, our goal. Devil's advocate, Zane. I mean, one thing that a, a lot of us have loved is the fact that all your projects are in the friendliest mining jurisdiction in the world, right here in Canada, right? Yeah. Um, why the departure into for you know, looking for lithium in Central Africa, for example? And I know obviously there's a lot of potential there, but does that take you out of your you know out of your specialty zone, or is it somewhere you say, no, George, we can handle that too? I, I think like obviously we're 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 very happy to operate in Canada, and we're continuing going to continue to move these projects forward, and also continue to look at new projects in, in Canada as well, but. What I would add to that is just say that Africa is a very interesting, if we can get the right projects and operate with the right operators in Africa, there's a lot of potential upside. You're talking about very high grade deposits. Um, the way that Friedland puts it is some of the greenest mining in the world, right? You're, you're moving, it's the least disruptive. You're moving the least amount of rock and getting the highest grade. So you're moving the least amount of earth. And I think he, the way he positions it, and I, I do believe this to some some respect that you probably will see this in the future, that people will look at the uh, carbon footprint of mining, right? So you produce uh, X amount of tons of lithium. How much? What was the carbon footprint to produce that ton of lithium, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be in the future when you look at kind of Africa and other jurisdictions abroad. There, they have much higher grade than a lot of other places in the world. Now, Canada is obviously a very uh, safe place to operate, very cheap to operate, um, and arguably probably more ESG in a lot of respects um, when it comes to social and governance. Um, so it's kind of a balance, but at the same time, I think you're gonna, you're definitely going to see this kind of more holistic look as to how we're getting these minerals out of the ground and what they're going into. Last press release. And by the way, while everyone else started checking out in mid-December, you guys putting out news out December 5th, December 13th, December 20th, January 5th, man, you guys don't stop, which is, a, which is amazing. But one, the one other person we want to talk about is that your, your, your Buddha lithium project, you guys put out news on December 13th, uh, where you intersected more pegmatite, uh, how good, we don't have to go through the scientific, you know, numbers, but how happy are you with 
the results that came out of uh, out of yeah. Europe. Like I think what we got is that we're in the right mineralization. We're definitely uh, we're pretty happy with what we what we're seeing on the project. Um, I think there's uh, the the lithium mineralization is elevated, so that's that's promising. Um, I think we do need to do a little bit more work as to why our, our proximity to kind of the source of the system, um, and then how we could, how we adjust our drill targets based upon that. So overall, we're pretty happy with the initial results. I think we could be happier, but we're going to continue to drill, and I think we'll we'll get great results beyond that. Uh, man, congratulations on keep moving the ball forward. Uh, I love the sense of urgency your team has, knowing that the EV EV slash renewable slash battery metal space is moving fast now. And the pace that you guys have been moving has been great. Uh, here we are just after mid-January. I have no doubt I'm going to have you back in the next two, three weeks, talk about results from something. But maybe last message to you, only because it's the first message, it's the first interview of the new year. Last message from you to your shareholders as to, you know, how, how you see the totality of 2023 for you guys. Yeah, no, I think we're we're super excited. We got we got a lot on the go, a um, lot of cows for growth in the first half of this year. Um, we're going to continue to push forward on our, our existing projects. We're going to look at new projects. We're going to start spinning out these some of these assets. Um, we just want to continue to build shareholder value. We're as we said, we're in the we're in a super cycle here. We're going into to a pretty big commodity market. Um, I think we're in the right place at the right time. We want to start developing these assets um, and really just kind of continue what continue executing the way we have been. Man, you know, I usually start off our interviews with the uh, with the story about Thanos collecting all the all the all the gems. I didn't do it this time, but oh, look, yeah, we have a. The one time I don't bring it up is the yeah. one time I have the, uh, you have the hand. Yeah. We're but the, the fact of the matter is in the next two, three years, you guys are, you're going to be holding We're going to need two of them. them. Yeah. We're going to need two of them. Yeah. Well, uh, man, well, well done, buddy. And uh, look, I'm a shareholder too at the same time. So I'm excited about what you guys are doing and uh, congratulations to you, the team. Can't wait to have you back sometime next two, three weeks, my friend. Great. I appreciate it, George. Thank you. To everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening to my podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Zane Callen, he's CEO at Finney Stone Ventures, Trading Canada under GEMS. Got to love that stock symbol. And for our friends in the, US, in the U.S. under GEMS F. And even in Frankfurt for our European friends under B2IO, I0. Uh, to do your due diligence, if you just heard about the company, get to the profile page on Agorcom because there's so much going on with Affinity Stone. You can't absorb it all in one interview, but we've got it all neatly laid out for you in a real easy way to understand. Do due diligence, then head over to the website. If you believe in the future of electric vehicles, battery metals, renewable energy, and Canada's role in all of that, then you got to do your due diligence on GEMS. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. Don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then, don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.